You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. We've got a treat right now, definitely. Ron Pitts, Mike Marks here on Run It Again podcast, and we'd like to uh, invite in a very special guest joining us this morning, uh, Hall of Famer Isaac Brutes of the Los Angeles and St. Louis Rams. He got them both in there, and Isaac is joining us right now. Isaac, uh, Thank you for joining us this morning, man. We appreciate it. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you, Coach Martz, uh, the title of the show uh, is just right on. <laughs> <laughs> what more can I say, man? It's right on. So, Hey, it's uh, funny because yeah. we were trying to decide for the longest, okay, what do we call this show? And yeah. then, and then Mike, Mike is the one who thought of it, you know, all of yeah, us. I know that yeah. <laughs> you heard this term before. I've read it again, right. huh? yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh boy. Man. Hey, That's congratulations really again on your hall of fame induction, Isaac. That was awesome. Uh, I appreciate it, Mike. Um, you know, in, in the midst of it all, I mean, we had our moments and we will always have our moments, but, um, uh, when my iPad got hijacked, um, you know, I, I was kind of in a panic, but, you know, I was listed. I listed everything I wanted to talk about and want to publicly say thank you to you for all your help uh, as a as far as my development was concerned, as far as being a man, a football player, uh, just being a citizen, man. I mean, I learned so much from you. Um, your approach to the game meant a whole lot to me and everybody in that room that you were leading at that time, man. I mean, it's just amazing how we just took on your persona and started to speak like you, walk like you, have the same confidence as you. And um, we saw with our own eyes what you can do to players who are considered low-level players and, and, and raise their levels. You did it so many times, particularly in my eyesight, man. I just want to say thank you uh, on behalf of those guys that didn't say thank you. And just lead the charge and say, man, you meant a lot to me, my career, and everything that came and was associated with me uh, from life and, and part of football as well. So thank you, man. And thanks for keeping the relationship alive, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm honored. Well, thank you, Isaac. That means the world to me. It really does. You know, I love you. And uh, you're just like I've always said, you're one of our kids. <laughs> you're part of our family. You always right. will be. Hey, Isaac, uh, you know, I think we talk about you more than we talk about any of the active players every week on the show, because coach always has a good story about something, you know, that that he did with you guys uh, or that went on with you guys that that he always seems to weave into what's going on in the NFL right yeah. now. Uh, when you you think back to that time uh, with Coach Martz, Coach Vermeil, you know, the whole staff and the whole team, um, what stands out in your mind? Is there one particular memory, one particular moment, defining moment for you in your career and the team? Um, I'd have to say mindset, man. Um, you know, with Mike being uh, the OC and then turning into the head coach, um, he taught us how to think. I mean, I had him as my position coach 
uh, way back in 1995. And from just the position standpoint, uh, he taught me how to think as a wide receiver. And, and that's so important uh, in any endeavor that you try to, you know, try to achieve success in having that mindset is, is of the utmost importance. So, you know, I, re I remember specifically in 1995, you know, he was teaching me to watch film. Um, I, I was pretty much just basing everything off talent from that standpoint. But, you know, he told me what to look at, how to see it. Um, he gave me quarterback eyes and to look at the great ones, the, the, the great wide receivers that were in the game around my time and how they didn't waste time at the line of scrimmage or um, how they didn't really, you know, hand fight with guys going down the field, mm. but really kept their focus uh, on the football. I mean, some of the small things, the small details that a lot of people really don't use and don't have right now in the game. I mean, for instance, like, you know, at the, at the last second, second, don't run down the field like this with your hands out. But at that last moment, boom, pop your hands out and take that ball from it so you don't give a defensive back or safety any indication of body language. So things like that. And, yeah. and you know, and whenever he was given his, you know, uh, his weekly game plan, um, and I, stu I still use this to this day, you know, we may discuss a defense. They may have uh, a wrecking ball defense, a number one ranked defense, but at the end of the conversation, he would always say, you know what, we're in, we'll probably end up only putting 40 against this team. So that did something for my thinking, and I'm sure it did something for the other guys thinking that, you know, we can have this, you know, Tampa Bay Bucks defense that is smashing people with Hall of Famers on it. But at the same time, we can move the ball. We can do what we do as long as we keep the focus on who we are and execute. Isaac, um, you know, since you played – the game has changed a little bit, but is there a receiver out there that you uh, that you really like that's kind of your favorite that you have fun watching? Is there anybody out there that impresses you more than the others? Um, I'm initially drawn to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yes. You know, we got we have a similar build, I think. Um, I think he's uh, he, he's a. Uh, He's strong as catching the ball as far as, you know, kind of like Tory was and kind of like Todd Kitchen. He was strong with his hands and and uh, he likes he likes to get in the mix. He likes to mix it up. Uh, I call him a football player first and a wide receiver second. Uh, he can do everything that you that you that you look for in a wide receiver. He's a, you know, one of those guys that has it all, you know, route running, uh, run after the catch, catching a football. Uh, being able to uh, be aware what's uh, what's going on uh, down in distance, those things. I mean, uh, that's the first guy that I see, and there's some other guys that that I like. I like watch. I like to watch play, but DeAndre Hopkins is that guy that you know I'd pay my money to go watch him. Is there a team out there that you like uh, in terms of the Super Bowl that's kind of your favorite, or you kind of love to watch every Sunday that you kind of make an effort to see? Well, if I'm not watching the Rams, being a homer. Um, I'm definitely looking out for Kansas City and what they do. I think uh, from top to bottom, you know, starting with uh, Coach Andy Reid, uh, Eric Bieniemy, and moving on to the players, um, Holmes and the talent that they have on the perimeter. Um, you know, it kind of is it's very similar to what we have. Uh, yeah. I like the way they, they have that um, offensive, offensive mindset. I mean, they, they like taking ground. They like uh, keeping the players involved mentally as far as, formations, uh, uh, motions, movements, and stuff similar, a lot similar to what we had. And um, they, they make plays. They throw the ball down the field. They like taking their shots. 
And I enjoy watching that type of offense. Now, this kid, while we're on this subject, this kid from uh, Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, well, he, he does some things that, that remind me of you sometimes. I mean, a, a playmaker always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, I've only watched him a couple of times. Uh, I, I do remember watching him in, in college uh, at LSU. Um, I'm, I'm a big college football fan. And uh, indeed, I think he, uh, you know, he can be that 5'2 wide, wide receiver. He could be a number one. Um, I think he uh, uh, has great body language. Uh, his ability to, to high point footballs, catch them in traffic. Um, you know, he's definitely learning from other guys that may be around him. And I think his coaching may be where it needs to be. But um, he, he's definitely one of the next guys on that next level. If I had a top three, he'd definitely be in that next level of wide receivers. And I think he's coming on strong. I think he needs that that perfect mess where uh, the running game is really consistent and you know, you get that single high safety and you can really see what he can do as far as uh, running a route tree. Yeah. What do you think of the Rams overall, uh, Isaac? I know they're, they're playing at such a high level now with a quarterback yeah. with Stafford, but um, I mean, obviously he's made such a big difference. There's such a connection between he and the head coach. Um, yeah. You like their receiver core though, Cup, Cooper Cup and those guys. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what about Coach McVay. I mean, he's a, he's a breath of fresh air. It reminds me a lot of you, Coach. I mean, I mean, when you when you came on the scene and uh, you know when you reintroduced yourself to the National Football League, I mean, just the innovation behind what you were doing, you know, I think it's very similar with him. And it was hard for a while for teams to catch up with him. I think this year, uh, with the addition of Matthew Stafford, Coach, uh, you know, he can just be an offensive coordinator. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have to be uh, a quarterback on the field. I mean, 15 seconds into the play, he, he's not really have to, he doesn't have to watch the defense and relay, you know, what's happening in front of him. You know, he has a veteran guy who ha who's played a lot of football who can go out and uh, really uh, dissect what's going on defensively in front of him and just play football. He can move on to the next play. So uh, as a whole, as a, as a uh, wide receiver group, I think it's one of the top groups in the league. I mean, you look at uh, Deshaun Jackson, a guy who can take the top off the defense, uh, you get it in his hand early. He can still push it down the field with the speed, being 34 years old. And Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, they can just do everything. I yeah. mean, whatever you need them to do, particularly in, in the slot, third downs. Um, when I see Robert Woods, I kind of think of Oz being yeah, able to run those exactly. jet sweeps like we used yeah. to run. Yeah. Uh, and, and just tough. You know, I seen this past Sunday, he ran, you know, they gave him the ball out of the backfield. I mean, that's something that I, I would never want to do. I think only Oz would have the mindset to do that. But yeah. um, that's a great group of guys. And I think they're bringing Van Jefferson along slowly uh, as they should. But I think he's learning from a great group of, group of guys where he could be successful in this league in the, in the future. Well, that's a great team. They're probably the best team in the league. And I don't know that they'll ever be here again. You know what I mean? With the and when the seasons are worth, no matter what they do, uh, they put everything in the in the into yeah. the season. I think you know, you know, there's danger. Of course, if you don't win at all, then you know that, that makes it hard. But they're certainly the best team in the league, in my opinion, at this point, and particularly on defense. It's it's fun to watch uh, their defense play as well. Yeah, yeah, great, great personnel on defense. I mean, I think everything starts and finishes with uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, no question. I mean, what, yeah, what, that's what, right. What more can you say down. about him? Yeah. This guy. Uh, from penetration to uh, playing a run, uh, just to getting after guys. And I think they have enough depth 
in that uh, defensive line where you can spell Aaron Donald yeah. uh, for a couple of maybe for a couple of series. And he comes back later in the series fresh, putting more pressure on guys. And, and Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he's this year he's Mr. Do it all. He's like a linebacker that can play defensive back right now. So um, when you when you have those caliber players uh, on your defense, I think it makes it easier for the coordinator, you know, to play some zones, some zone schemes on the opposite side of those guys and really bait quarterbacks into throwing us the football. You know, the other part of that is kind of like what we had done. We'd get out so so big on people. You put people on the other side and one-dimensional. And now you got Aaron Donald and, and uh, you know, that whole front. And the other team is they have to play catch-up. They have to throw the football to get you. And, right. and that's, where you, that's where you really put them away. And that's that's the fun part of it. You, then you can run the ball the second half and you kind of put them away. It's great. It's great to see. I think they're, I think they're jealous. Still early, Mike, three weeks yeah. into the season. And uh, they've got the division play, which I think is going to be most important Yeah, uh, with, with uh, Arizona being who they are this year, uh, Kyler Murray playing, playing great, uh, Seattle. You know, it's always hard to win up there in Seattle. I don't care uh, what your record is going into Seattle. It's going to be tough. And uh, the 49ers, yeah. you got that rival. Once again, it's it's really uh, ramping up, and they got playmakers on their on their team as well. Yeah, the 49ers. <laughs> yes, indeed, the 49ers. No matter who we played before, as soon as that game was over with in the locker room, it was right on to the 49ers. We didn't That's take right. any time off, nothing. It was it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get yeah. those 49ers. You're going to make it a, That's right. a long trip for them. But, yeah, well, it's, it's awesome uh, to listen to you uh, talk again about football. Um, yeah. You know, you were so quiet when we played. You were so focused and everything, but it's so – it's fun for me to listen to you talk about other players and your thoughts about the game is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, Mike. Uh, like I say, Mike, um, you know, you know, just, just your presence, uh, everything you gave us and, you know, you, you, you allowed us to live in the moment, you know, and, uh, and, and really remind of, reminded us, you know, constantly that, you know, only what you do for others will last and enjoying the ride that we're currently on because it would benefit us in the, in the, uh, in the future. And, and these are those fruits and those benefits that we're enjoying right now, man. So these, these things, these podcasts, these, uh, you know, awards and trophies, you know, that we're up for at times is great, man, but nothing will steal the memories of uh, that we had. And, and yes. uh, you know, yeah. you leading the greatest show on uh, turf. I mean, it, it would, nothing will ever steal it. I mean, it's always etched in our thinking. And uh, every time we get an opportunity, man, I mean, we're on this huge text message, as you know, you know, we just remind each other of it, man. And it's great having teammates like that, man. Yeah, it is. It was a great run. It yeah. uh, the sweetest, one of the sweetest memories in my life. I know that. And the relationship with you guys and stand on the sideline, you run a deep ball and uh, we don't get it. He overthrows you or whatever. You start coming to the sideline and point to the huddle. <laughs> you go right to the huddle. <laughs> we throw it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, guys, yeah. you want to, you want to get it, low high. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. We, we run it again. again deep. Uh, so this time we'll get you, you know, so great. guys, guys today playing yeah. Isaac, I watched the receivers, yeah. you know, raise their hand. They got to come yep. out. And it, you yep. never, came, you and Tori never came out of the game. There's no. a level, there's a yep. level of strength, just the condition. Yeah. But the, the mindset to deal with that fatigue and just, push it aside and still play at the highest level is, is something very few guys in the game can can accomplish. And you were 
the best example of that that I could – the best competitor by far I've ever, ever coached or been around. And, you, you know, we had our, our moments that, you know, initially before, my, my stay there before 95 and 96 uh-huh. was pretty brutal. I know it was frustrating for you, but uh, in the end it, uh, it worked out good, didn't it? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I'd be, you know, sometimes I'd be in the huddle. I look over, I see T. Hoke, his head is between his legs, you know, catching his breath. I'm in the same position. And, you know, you know, the next play comes up and and I'm thinking to myself, man, how come I always have to go in the motion? You know, why am I always moving? And right, you gotta right, go I'm the move, move guy. guy. I'm That's funny. I gotta do zip, I gotta do zoom. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it oh, all worked out man. because, you know, Mike. what Mike was doing was manipulating <laughs> the defense as he did so, so great, graciously, man. And, and just to be a part of that, be a part, be that move guy. And then at the same time, run that seven pump, man. It was, it was exhilarating oh, and uh, rewarding at the same time. Man. You know, we did that primarily because people started to double you all the time. You know, they're, they're in and out over and under on you. And, and the way to take that away is when we moved you in that, that seven pump, you know, we were playing, I'll never forget, we were playing uh, San Francisco and there's like 38 or 40 seconds left before the half. Yeah. We put two tight ends out there like we were going to run the ball. We, we threw a seven pump to you for 80. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take it into the tunnel, it just kept going. It was pretty awesome. And that's it what was, I mean, Mike, the innovation, your innovation. Who else would do that? Because most people would try to just sit on the ball, go into halftime, regroup and come out. But But you always had that, uh, uh, I call it the land acquisition mindset. Just take more land, yeah. and uh, I mean, we we started to expect it. I mean, we we didn't rest on what we did last uh, series, but we expected to take more land and seven pumps, uh, zero eighty seven pump, yeah. uh, fit fit release, and all that switch yeah. releases, stack pass. Yeah, oh, man, stack those pass, things yeah. are classic, man. I mean, uh, you know, Tori and I, we we talk about it. You know, I go to his camps at times, and we just talk about it, or when we see other teams, even colleges now, you know, you got Bill, uh, I think it's Bill Bradley down at Alabama, man. And they ran a perfect 702, high 702 from the goal oh, line against Miami. Oh, yeah. in the first. oh, and I thought it was just, I called Tori. I was like, bro, did you see that, man? That's our <laughs> play right there. So we have those memories, man. And when we see it, you know, uh, other teams still attempting to run it, man. We just, you know, quietly text each other, man, have a quick laugh about it. But it's great, though. You know, we we developed some things just because of you guys were who, who you were, and we knew what great athletes and how special you were. So we tried to emphasize that with the with that high seven, the deep seven, yeah. the, the seven pumps, and let you play, so to speak. You know, you can't you cannot not let them play. You just gotta let them play. Absolutely, it's absolutely. Awesome. And I'm when I'm watching when I'm watching football with my wife. You know, when I can talk her into watching a game with me too. <laughs> Uh, I think probably two weeks ago, I saw somebody uh, come from under the center, fake it to the fullback, and flip it to the tailback. I say, I said, Mike Martz invented that play right there, and they're still trying to perfect it, still trying to run. I say that's Mike Martz all day right there. So she'll look at me and just roll her eyes, but I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey Isaac, what uh, I know you've got a, quite a few things going on in the community. You've, you've been very active in that sense. Uh, I was reading about your IBF Flight 300 program, you know, for for students. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how it originated. Hey man, well, thanks for asking about it. Um, you know what? I was in that position uh, where once I graduated high school, I did sign up 
a scholarship offer to to go to University of Purdue, but didn't qualify academically. And one of the coaches on staff, I was it was the Fred Fred Akers staff. I think the coach was Lonsbury. Uh, he ended up having a friend out west and west and West Los Angeles College, and I needed airline money, airline fund, airline ticket, anything just to get me out of South Florida at that time, just to get to school and start my academic and athletic career. Um, by the grace of God, that money appeared to me. And when I got in a position to, you know, be, do the same thing, we created the Flight 300 program uh, through the Isaac Bruce Foundation, where we provide airline tickets, bus, bus tickets for students who study outside of their hometown. And we purchase uh, dorm decor. We do bags. We pay for bags. Uber rides to and from the airport because a lot of these students, uh, this is their first time being on a being on an uh, airplane. I mean, my very first time being on an airplane. I was a senior in high mm -hmm. school and I was visiting Purdue University. So just having that mindset, we just take care of everything, and you know the the size of relief that we get from these students once they figure out and learn that we can take care of this part of that their, their uh, academic career for them. Uh, it's just special. And uh, we enjoy doing it. Not one student has been turned away that has come to us. And I think this past uh, this past year, we've provided 174 airline tickets for students and recently partnered with uh, American Airlines. So we're in a good place right now with Flight 300, man, and it's growing. And I like the way it's headed. Man, those are great stories. See, those are the type of stories that I want to hear more of, see more of in the media. Not, you know, we, we, we get enough of the, right. the athlete that's in trouble. And, and the negative negativity, but things like that need to be uh, brought to the forefront more. And, and I'm, I'm glad, glad you're involved you. in that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Unselfishness, huh, Isaac, that got to give back, got to give. You have to. It's important, man. I mean, yep. you know, kind of the way we were brought up, just uh, celebrate each other's success. Yep. And, uh, you know, Mike, you've uh, donated to it and you so graciously donated to it. And uh, thank you for that. <laughs> And uh, it's still a lot more work to do. And I like being in the mix, helping people and making other people's dreams come true. I've had a lot of success uh, in life in these small 48 years. And uh, I like being on the front, forefront and really kind of pushing other, other people toward their dreams so that they accomplish what they're here for, their destiny. Isaac Bruce, a definition of greatness. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the greatest ever. Yes, sir. All right, Isaac. We appreciate it, man. Hey, before you go, I, I got to ask you now, uh, you, you and Coach, uh, you guys are going to be, at least character-wise, portrayed in this movie coming out, uh, this uh -huh. American underdog uh, you know, about Kurt and the Rams and everything. Uh, tell, me, tell me a little bit about this now. Did, did you have a chance to meet the guy that's going to be Isaac Bruce? You know, I haven't had that opportunity, unfortunately. Um, you know, uh, when I first heard that the movie was uh, being ready to start being produced and put together and everything, you know, I told Kirk, I was like, you know, make sure you ask Denzel Washington twice. And if you don't get him, ask Omar Epps to play me. Because I felt like, you know, those are the only two people. And my, and my brother Samuel Bruce can do me justice. So, um, but I, I, you know, I hear, you know, from what I hear, I mean, it's going to be a, a movie that's, that's truly worth watching and, and a uh, great story. I mean, Kurt had a great story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just can't go without saying how much Coach Mike Martz benefited to Kurt Warner's success. I mean, behind the scenes. And we talk about uh, 
Sean McVay having Matthew Stafford this year where he can just be offensive coordinator and go to the next play. Um, you know, the year before, you know, he had to do a lot more with Jared Goff. It was the same position uh, when, when Kirk took the Rams. I mean, Mike Martz for a while was the quarterback of the Rams and he, until he started to tutor Kirk to be more confident in just having the position and being able to play the position. So uh, hats off to Mike Martz and everything he did, not only for myself, but for all of my teammates that were in that era. I appreciate that, Isaac. That means yeah. the world to me. It really does. It's only the truth, man. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Mike, Mike and I talk a lot about that one, one particular play that, I mean, I, re I remember it just stands out in my head for some reason. You guys were playing Minnesota in the playoff game there, there in St. Louis. And, you know, the talk had been all week long how Denny yeah. Green was going to put the top – what they call it, put the roof on this thing and not let the Rams have them big plays. And now we're, you know, we're going to do it right and blah, 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 blah. And the first play of the game, Mike dialed up a, a go and you guys torched him and you went down the field and caught that pass, man. And oh, the man. roof blew off that dome. And I, I tell you, that energy, I can still, if I close my eyes, I can still feel that energy when, when Kurt stepped back and let that thing go. And, and just and you caught it and well, scored. I, I tell you what, man, we, we had known the play, which was an 88 combination by Tori and myself. Since probably Wednesday that afternoon or uh, Thursday morning, we knew that would be the first play of the game. So he was he was pretty confident in what he had saw on film and just put us in position. And uh, I truly remember that because the Vikings got the ball first and they go down the field. And uh, our defense hold them to a field goal. And, you know, by the time we get on the field, it's probably, you know, probably nine minutes left in that quarter, in the first quarter. And, Ron, just like you said, man, I mean, it, 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 the, the hype of the game all week long was like <laughs> building up to that moment. Kickoff was, 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 was uh, dynamite. Uh, lining up in the slot, it was dynamite. And... It's, it's kind of like that moment. I, I went to a couple of hockey games and I was amazed just how quiet it is in hockey games right before a person scores a goal. And it was very similar. Uh, I got the ball in my hands and I took off. And that's like when this roof just started waving up and down <laughs> and shaking from all the yeah. noise. I mean, yeah. I don't think fans get enough credit <laughs> about yeah. how they help their home teams win games and how they can affect affect games. I mean, definitely we've played on the road in Seattle and we, we just hear how noisy they can be. They can change a game just from, you know, uh, their fans, but our fans really showed up that day in that following week versus the Bucks, man. It was just, it was just amazingly loud, but the play yeah. play was known from that Wednesday afternoon and they, we just stuck with it. And, you know, it was always funny because we were convinced as a, as a unit, an offensive unit, just by being with Mike on a daily basis. But I think sometimes he had to convince Coach Vermeil that things would work. And, uh, Coach, you know, we'd hear Coach Vermeil walk around. And say, oh, okay, we're going to run 88 on yeah. Thursday. All right. And, uh, yeah, on Thursday, this is what we're going to run. And bam, 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 it's 7-3 before you knew it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great memories. That was a, a yeah. moment. Yeah, what you don't, what you don't know, though, he had tweaked his hamstring during warm-ups. 
and uh, didn't tell it. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. You told me that. Yeah, you had to give me a heart attack. That would. I'm glad you didn't say anything right. about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to open my mouth to anybody. Oh, I mean, boy. you, Jim Anderson. I didn't want to tell a soul, man. So, yeah. and uh, it worked out well for us, Mike. Yeah, and then we come back and throw a screen the next series to to Marshall. We yeah. he he takes in from sixty, so we. We'd run about three or four plays, and we'd score fourteen points. You know, and then they right. they'd take a nine minute drive, go down there and kick a field goal or something. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. We actually went at halftime behind a few points, and can't, we just came back out, and then that was it. That was the second half. We just let them up. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, coach. Unless you got anything else, Isaac, <laughs> we, we got to let you go, man. We we appreciate your time. I we could do this all <laughs> yep. day. This was fun. Greatest yeah, ever, man. Uh, greatest ever. Are, I mean, anytime we get to talk, you know, what happened in the past or what's happening in football right now, I, I truly enjoy it. I'm more of a listener when it comes to that. Um, and uh, I like telling my stories to uh, the civilians because their eyes get extra big. But this is where I get my content from. And I, I truly thank you guys. And I appreciate you, Coach Marks, once again, for having me and asking me on, man. Love you, man. Love you too, Isaac. You're the best. Yes, You're the greatest ever, man. <laughs> thanks Ike. all right isaac thank you so right, much man. thank you guys. appreciate it isaac bruce former los angeles rams st louis rams super bowl winner hall of fame wide receiver and uh boy one greatest one heck ever. of a person they call him the greatest ever as you know he had uh his ability to compete was so unique the first two years with him back there uh before i went to washington we weren't we were a very poor football team and he got so upset with guys because they wouldn't compete, not to the level that he was competing. You know, it was very frustrating for him. And Isaac's all, always has been all about winning, just all about purely all about winning. That's all he wanted to do. Didn't worry about his stats, his numbers, or he just wanted to win. That's all he wanted, you know, and he that's how he practiced. You know, he said something there. I mean, he said a lot of things, obviously, but he, he mentioned a phrase that uh, is, is purely militaristic and it probably speaks to how coordinators, defensive and offensive, uh, think or should think. He said land acquisition mindset, meaning you should always be thinking about acquiring more and more land. Now, this isn't a real estate term. This is a football term. Like I said, this is a military term. And, and Mike, you guys played with that mindset. Chunks. You coached We're looking for mindset. chunks. We didn't, we didn't want a little itty-bitty. Our running game wasn't designed to control the clock. It wasn't designed to do anything but get big runs. So if we're going to run the ball and get a yard or two, then we we're going to run it. You know what I mean? Then we throw it 27 times. It, we ran the ball so that we would get, you know, anywhere from six to 15 yards or better, you know, and that's, so our running game was designed completely around uh, not bloody nose, but, uh, you know, moving guys around on defense, getting forced out of the way so we could pop one in there, you know. So we spent a lot of time on formationing to create uh, big gains in the running game. So we're always looking at chunks or, or yardage, like he said. We're trying to get yards, big yards on every snap. Wow, boy, that was uh, that was fun there. Isaac Bruce, and uh, this is Ron Pitts and Mike Martz here on Run It Again. And you know now we know more about the title <laughs> "Run It Again," right? That that's that now I really know where it came from. Man, you had those guys gassed in the huddle, and you just screamed, well, "Run it again!" A, that was a coaching term during practice. If it if it wasn't run perfect, they said, "Run it again," and you'd get it lined up so it's it's run perfect. You know, we in practice we wanted to practice perfect plays. If it wasn't perfect, then 
we regroup, get the scout team to do it right, and we'd run it again. So, uh, And then on the tape, too, you run it back and forth. Run it again. Let me look at that. Run it again. You start you start looking at the little details and calling guys out on the little details of what they did in that play, whether it was good or not, it could be better, you know, and, and they get used to that term, run it again. Oh, great stuff. Great stuff. All right. Uh, hey, Mike, I heard a rumor that uh, you, not, now, you, you know, it's not enough that, that Sean Payton brings you down to counsel the quarterbacks and, and tutor the offense a little bit. But now Fresno State is calling you up to talk to their team. Man, you, you're, you're, you're no, out no, the no. door here pretty soon. I no, can well, feel first, it. I'm going to need a all, new podcast. I just came down to observe it, it at, uh, with New Orleans. But, yeah, I, I went up there and gave them a tep, pep talk before the game. They were 31-point favorites against uh, Las Vegas, and they had to hang on and win at the – the last, yeah, they they threw a touchdown pass to, uh, wow. at the very end to win the game. But uh, they're they're a really good team. And my talk to them was uh, about having a standard of excellence and playing to that every week. You know, and it's hard for young kids like that to realize that. You know, you have to have a competitiveness like Isaac. I mean, you can talk all you want uh, to somebody who does not have that that fire of that competitive spirit in them that just the, the desire to win it just rolls off their back they don't get it and those yeah. young kids i think experience in that game now they played poorly uh particularly on defense offensively got going the second half but uh they still won so when you play uh, below what your potential is and you still win it's an indication you're a really pretty good team so they need to make sure that that never happens again it's tough now. No it's question. even tough for the pros. I remember dad used to always say, I can't make the guys, and you point to me and say, you guys, you players, understand that this team coming in here next week can beat you, even though you had a great win and people are telling you how great you are and, and this and that. UCLA went through that right, right. before they played exactly. Fresno State after the LSU game. Yeah, it's a but, trap. Uh, it is. It's a trap. Right, right. You got to be ready to go every single so, week, and you better bring your A game. So what we used to talk get about with Isaac and those guys is it didn't make – any difference who comes in there. I don't I don't care about what team it is, what their numbers are, who their good players is. It's all about us and our performance. And if our performance is at the yeah. highest level, it doesn't make any difference who you play. We're going to win that game. Yep, yep. So moving on here, Mike, uh, what games jumped out at you? I, I mean, obviously there are some some big ones in the Rams and, and the Bucks. So let's start with that one. Uh, boy, that, that was – that was kind of the showcase game that the league has been waiting on, and it finally happened. And uh, I, I, I just thought the Bucks—they uh, didn't look right from the start. And then I, I saw Gronkowski do something I've never seen. He dropped the ball, and then Jamel Dean dropped a, an easy interception. And uh, Stafford was skittish early. Yeah. And then once he settled the in, yeah, 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 that's all it could be. The, the and then once he settled in, they took game off. to him. They, I think they felt like if they win this thing, then there isn't anything that will stop them. And I, and I think that's the case, too. I think they're clearly way out in front of right. everybody with the exception of Buffalo. You know, I think they're the best team in the league right now. I think Buffalo will challenge them. I think the I think the Cowboys are starting to be who we had thought they would be years ago. They still are giving up too many big plays in the back end, but – I think the Rams, uh, yeah. I think they're a scary team to play right now. I, you know, if I'm a quarterback, I don't want to get, the, I don't want to get underneath that center and look over at Aaron Donald and, you know, he's blowing snot bubbles out there calling yeah. your name out, you know. So, you know, that's, that's got, that's got to shake anybody up. You know, they're a violent football team. They really are. 
and violent football teams make big plays because they intimidate guys. Remind you of the 86 Bears. Yeah. Okay, 85 Bears. Remind you of the Giants team in, in Baltimore in 86. Baltimore. Remind you of, yeah. of Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The Ravens team, you know, with Ray Lewis. So you, you, you hit it. Violence. You have to play. I don't know that you can play football in a quiet, docile mood. It, 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 it helps sometimes to be a little. Well, mad, you know, the, the thing about it, off. we used to talk about this all the time is uh, you guys get emotional. Like, uh, we had a coach one day talk to the team when I was in a, I was at Washington and we're playing our a Monday night game. He talked about the importance of Monday night football, bring your best, the whole world's washing. And, and I was thinking about, uh, well, why, why would you wait to Monday night? Where you been the rest of the year? You know, bring your, don't you bring your very best, your A game every time you line up. Right. And I think that, I think that, uh, right, right. I think teams, there are a lot of teams kind of like that, but when you play a team like the Ram, you better bring it all because they're such a physical team. So it's not emotion, it's intensity. There's an intensity about them, a quiet intensity about them. They play with such passion. They just don't, you know, they just don't let up. And that's the kind of team that, you know, they, they just rise above everybody. And they, whether they've got the number of great players, anybody else, they're just, they're going to play with more intensity than everybody every week. And that's what they do. Yeah. And it looks like they got the quarterback situation finally solved, but, it's a long year. We've added an extra game, 17 games now So, in the season. So we've got a long way to go. The first half of their season is going to be they should, they, should, they should have eight wins in the first half of this season. Second half, they're going to be on the road a little more, a couple trap games in there, I think. But we'll see now. They, they've been to that promised land and got beat. And so a lot of times teams are, are different when, they, when they've been down the road. Before I think and going I, back if they time. see a, a team that's got a great pass rush, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, we've got some edge players. That'll give them some problems on offense. Uh, but, Sean, we'll, we'll end up running the ball. The way you treat that is you run right at those pass rushers and make them play football. And those are just some of the things that you just do when you see those kinds of teams. But he'll get, he gets antsy. He makes some bad throws under pressures like a lot of guys will. But I think, uh, I think his game and the, the attention to detail now with uh, – you know, with Sean, you know, in his relationship with Matthew Stafford will get better and better. And I think he'll play better and better as good as he already is. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Uh, Chargers in Kansas City. Kansas City's got several issues. Uh, they, they, they don't look good right now. And, I, and Justin Herbert, you've been talking about him for a while, Mike. He really is a fine quarterback. He's making some – You know, the there, thing about there. him is just like when you look at uh, – the Bears, you know, that pass rush. You stick Justin Herbert in and he'll take the ball will be gone. I mean, it, the ball just comes out of his hands so quickly and he, he can put that thing wherever he wants. You know, if there's interceptions because the receiver fell down or wasn't where he's supposed to be kind of a thing. He is just remarkable. Uh, I just – he's the one guy that I want to watch play every week. I want to make sure I see, see him play. He, he's, he's a very special player. Yeah, absolutely. Dallas, man, you know, Philadelphia, oh, Sirianni, he's, they've got a ways to go there. I, I just don't, they, they just look like, they looked a lot like Chicago to me. And, and we'll, we'll push to that next, but they just look like they, Jalen Hurts didn't understand the, the plan, uh, where he was going with the ball. He, I think he's got some talent. Um, his, his throwing motion is weird. It looks like he never gets everything into the ball, but that could just be his motion. 
but they didn't they didn't look like you know they couldn't like protect them at all ron and when you get behind like they do when the other team goes out and dominates the clock like dallas did that's kind of what happened to green bay against new orleans yeah. here's what happens to you as a play caller they go out and they take a seven minute drive and they score a touchdown mm -hmm. and maybe you go three and out then they do the same thing so you get nervous so now you've had the ball for two or three minutes and they've had it for 17 minutes and now you feel like you got you got to make something happen and then you start doing stuff yeah you don't start doing That's stuff right. you can't instead of just manage just going out and, and doing the game plan you start trying to heave it around a little bit and that's what they did and i tell you what though i was really impressed with him ron because he made some throws under duress i didn't think he could do there's one run into the side where he threw it down there there's no way he, he stuck it right on him so True. he's yeah yeah. He played better than I thought he was. He really did. I just don't – I think they've got some problems up front. I really do. And But defensively, you know, yeah. they, they do a pretty good yeah. job, which, I mean, they still match Dallas in, in production yards-wise, if you can believe that. But they just they, – they had no – they had no clock. You know, they didn't have the ball. No. Defensively, you know, you saw Fletcher Cox trying to make plays like he always does. And, and, and they were they were flying around, but – they just, like you said, they didn't have the ball enough. And Dallas committed to their run game, and and it was it was dirty and ugly and down in the trench for a while. That, that Dallas O line, they they kind of looked like the old school Dallas O line in the '90s for a little bit. The way they said, "Okay, we're coming right at you. We're going to pound, pound, pound." And I noticed Zeke wasn't getting up, uh, you know, doing too much of the spoon feed thing and pointing it. It was all business. It was like get back in hell, we're coming again. Well, get they back did a great hull, job, and I think that's the difference right now. Had they done this in the opener, you know, they probably wouldn't have lost it to Tampa Bay. They have they have the yeah. the plan yeah. right now, and they have to stick with because of the two backs that they have. You know, alternating them in there, there's such a dilemma for the defenses. And you know, he just, he came in there on that one touch, and he met the he met the linebacker three yard at the three yard line and ran ran right through him into the end zone. So, I mean, when you get a guy that's running like that, you know, it's just like – it's really like Cleveland and Chubb, you know. They, when you get guys that are running through your linebackers for five- and six-yard gains, you know, you got to keep giving them the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunt, Cream, Hunt, and Chubb. Yeah, right. No, they, they got that going with Pollard. That Pollard is yes, a good switch up there. And, uh, and, and I think they found some – they still have this thing where they do dumb stuff at, at the wrong time, like Dak losing the ball in the end zone. That led to an early touchdown, you know, by by the Eagles. Stuff like that doesn't have to happen. And then they do the quarterback sneak, and he doesn't get in. They've got to fix those little things because those little things well, that's can a coaching big deal. Down the goal on. line, fourth and goal. What you got? These two backs that have been just gashing them, you know, running right through the, you know, well, you're right. You, you put Zeke in there and hand him the ball. It doesn't make any difference who's there. He's going to run through them. And I, I don't know why they did that. Then the other thing is to take a deep drop in your own end zone when your offensive line, you're missing two guys. They're, they were missing two guys in the offensive line. Why would, you know, you just run yeah. the ball and get it out there, you know, or get it out to where you can take a three to five step drop. But to go back in the end zone and hold the ball, uh, you know, I would blame the call more than I would anything else. You, and then not, not keep extra blockers in, you know, to protect them in that situation. Uh, there are a couple of those things that you just kind of shake your head at, but they're doing a great job. You know, they're mixing it up really good. They're giving Zach uh, Dak a, um, a chance to get the ball down the field at the same time. Yeah. Now the Raiders did what we just talked about here. 
Uh, good teams find a way to win the game. Doesn't mean it's always going to look pretty, but they go in overtime with the Dolphins, and Dolphins don't have Tonga Bailoa. But you knew for some reason this was going to be a dogfight because of the way the Raiders have been playing, and now they're coming home to a team under the radar, so to speak. Well, Miami's a really good team, you know, and, and uh, like drawing a blank on the quarterback that came in there, but he he played really well. I watched him a little bit. Um, yeah. They played certainly played good enough to win, and defensively they're a really good team. But here's the difference in the Raiders and the Raiders in the last three years for John. Defensively, they've got finally got that that defensive line now. I think is the best in football. I really do. And at the back end, you know, they're making guys get the ball out faster, more accurate. You know, making errant throws in the back end. They fix that. They're much better on defense than they've been at any time mm-hmm. that John's been there. And then the second part of it, you know, John offensively. He, he, he's meticulous in terms of getting bits and pieces of yards and getting the first down. He gets first downs. He's not a guy to take the ball down the field. He's changed. He's letting Carr play. He's letting him take the ball down, taking his shots. Mm. And that's not John. John's never been like that. He's going to play possession football and go down and get a, a field goal or hopefully get it in the end zone. But he's not going to take a shot down the field very often. That's just not him. And he's doing that now. Hmm. Well, we'll keep an eye on those Raiders. They're off to a hot start and at the right time, very similar to the Rams. Uh, It it feels like uh, Matt Nagy's in trouble. The Bears look lost. 47 total yards of offense, nine sacks versus the Browns. It almost makes you think, hmm, maybe all of this wasn't on Trubisky. Maybe it well, was I've been something telling else you all going year, on you know, Last year, if you remember, they don't know their identity on offense. He, he has a different offense every week. And uh, he's a guy that just does not have enough, in my opinion, football background to be calling on offense. I don't know that he knows enough. And he's got plenty of guys on staff to do that. So, you know, there are so many things that were wrong with that game. And Fields wasn't ready to play. He's averaging four seconds in the pocket, uh, you know, from what they said. You, you got to get back yeah. and let that ball go. He got back, and I was watching him run. He was looking for a place to run most of the time. You know, his eyes came right off the field and started looking at the rushers and took off, and you can't help a guy. As soon as the guy starts watching the pass rush, you can't help him. He's done. No, no. I mean, you, you've got no shot. It seems like, Mike, there's a – I don't want to say mediocre because this is the NFL and this is the best of the best, but I I don't see a lot of really good teams out there. Now you've got the Rams, you've got the Raiders, you've got some teams like Dallas that, that are off the good starts, but there's a lot of teams struggling to me, trying to find, I think the level of football to start the season was unusually high. I think that there's uh, you know, Buffalo's lost a game, but they're really a top notch team. Look what happened with the Packers. They stumbled out yeah. of blocks. And now they're rolling. So I think I think they're shaking the dust off now. And, you know, the pretenders are starting to fall away and they're really good teams. And I don't know how good uh, the Broncos really are. I suspect that they're, they're a 500 team, but they're 3-0, you know. Yeah, but they're yeah. three. But they're three and zero, right? Yeah, and we'll we'll find out pretty. Well, they soon haven't. You know, when you look at who they played, they played the bottom uh, of the league. Well, and on the other hand, you look at the Raiders huh. play; they played the top of the yeah. league. So, y- you know, those are the things you have to look at too. Yeah. You know? No, that's right. And the Rams. Now, I, I I don't see anyone on the schedule this top half that should beat them. I really don't. Later on, there'll be some games that get tricky. And Seattle. 
Seattle, to me, is lost. And it's like you said last week, if they can't complete those deep race routes down the field with Metcalf and with Lockett, then they're lost. And they were able to run the ball with Carson there in Minnesota, but it, it wasn't enough. It, once once they, they take away, teams take away that big play, it seems like it's going to be a replay of last year. Remember, they started off last year four or five and zero, oh, and and he was throwing those deep balls. They're talking about MVP, and then they, as soon as they took the deep ball away, they couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball defensively. They're not very good. Yeah, and they're really not very good on offense. You know, they can't really run the ball very well. Um, they're going to have to find. You know, defensively they got better as, as the year went on last year. And hopefully that'll happen, but they're, they're not going to win that division. There's just no way. Not, not with uh, the Rams and, you know, uh, Cardinals and those teams in San Francisco. That's a tough division. Well, yeah, it's a tough division. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good teams there. And, and, and not only – it's one thing to be good you know, on paper, but to play, play well, that's, uh, that's a whole other deal. But anyway, so let's look, look ahead here, Mike. Uh, got the Jaguars and Bengals coming up here on Thursday – and now I, I watched that Jaguar game, a uh, Jaguar Cardinal game. And, you know, the, the young, young man, uh, Lawrence, he, he makes some nice throws and you can see his, his talent level, but then he made the yeah, one throw right. on the pick six. Which I'm not so sure he wasn't he trying back. to throw that away because he was uh, on his back foot and didn't get enough on it. Cause when I looked at it. It looked to me like he saw yeah. the defender, but he's trying to throw it over their head. So, cause he was still in the pocket. He didn't want to, and right. he just didn't get enough on it. Sometimes that happens, and people think that was a dumb throw. And I've had that happen with quarterbacks where they couldn't get enough on it to get it out of the bounds. So I'm going to give him – yeah. He's, seven interceptions. Uh, they just got to get him – Yeah, three. They just don't give him enough uh, uh, confidence plays. You know what I mean? You know, quick throws, you know, the slants, yeah. the – you know, some of those things, uh, under routes, drags, and – you know, some of them just to get him going, you know, they're trying to bombs away with him too much. And I think that's, that's hard because now you, you end up in these third and 10, second and 10 situations and, and those just aren't doable in the long haul. Yeah. Three losses. Uh, that, that's, that's more than his total college career. Uh, I, I believe. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's getting a new, he, new uh, perspective yeah, as he, is coach, urban Meyer. Say, yeah. What did Urban say to somebody after the game? They caught it on tape. He said, uh, "Man, yeah. every week is like yeah. Alabama playing Alabama." Yeah, he, when the season's over, he will be exhausted. I promise you, <laughs> he will be exhausted. Yeah. Oh, welcome to the show, my friend. All right, so uh, the rest of the schedule for this week, Mike. Uh, I'm just looking real close here. Carolina taking on Dallas. Man, that that would have that still might be a, a, a good game, but it would have been a better game if Christian McCaffrey. Didn't get hurt. He pulled a hamstring on Thursday. Last I just think week. Dallas now is getting some momentum. They 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 found the method to win every week. You know, keep the defense off the field, eat up the clock, and get down and score points. You know, they're not asking Dak to throw for yeah. four hundred yards every week, two fifty, and rush the ball uh, twenty five to thirty times. Uh, you know, throw it twenty five. You know, that's that's their way of winning. It keeps a a good offense off the you know, off the field and they score points. And that's, I think that's how they'll win. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to say that uh, this is going to be a game of ineptness and I, and I hate to be gray like that, but lions and bears and 
Man, well, it'll be interesting to see how the Bears re- respond to that because, you know, defensively, they really played well in that game. They, you know, it's, they'd sacked uh, yeah. quarterback five times. Uh, you know, they put him in position to score a number of times. I think uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think they'll play better. I don't know who's going to play quarterback. I really don't. But uh, the Lions each week are getting better and better and better. And they here they, they line up against uh, Baltimore and – and uh, they lose in that long kick at the end of the game. And I looked over the head coach and poor Danny, you know, it's just like, what else can happen? You know what I mean? But they keep getting better and better by the end of the year, they'll be a, a solid football team. Seahawks. Now got to get off the Schneid here after that loss. They'll take on the 49ers also looking to rebound from a loss there. Green Bay, uh, Green Bay went out there and, and, and took the game late there. Uh, a couple, I, I still don't understand why they don't call a penalty. Uh, on that hit to Devontae Adams coming across the, the middle of the it's field brutal. there late in the game. That, I just, that, and, and that, and we'll get into this uh, later on because we don't have time right now, Mike, but there's, it's clear that the officials have been told to call certain things against certain people and not really? other things against other people. And like I said, really I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw oh, that my. in the Rams Bucks game, and I saw that in, in in this game. That that it's an embarrassment, actually, that 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 would go on. But it's clear. So for all you fans out there watching games, and you think you saw that, but you weren't sure, and you didn't want to say anything. No, you saw exactly <laughs> what you thought you saw, and and we'll we'll break that down more. Now, now, how about this one, Mike? Uh, the Ravens and 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 the Broncos. And the Broncos, as you talked about, they're three and zero. Ravens now, they with the help of a, of a, a record-setting 66-yard field goal by Tucker, they win the game last week. But now they got to take on the Broncos. It'll be, it'll be tough for the Ravens, but I think uh, that's kind of a team that each week after the loss, each week they've gotten better and better and better. And um, Like I said, I'm not sure how good the Broncos really are compared to who they played the Jets and you know a few of those teams. So I, I don't know how good the Broncos really are. But they're going to find out because I do think Baltimore is a real good team. Yeah, and let's see if Lamar can keep it together and not do what he did against the Raiders and start turning the yeah. ball over all over the place. The Buccaneers and the Pats. So Tom, Tom is on his 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 world tour right now. He he plays the Rams. Okay, now he's got to go back and 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 face uh, his old team and his old coach. Well, I it just I wouldn't want to be at New England. You know, he, he is the all-time competitor and this is going to mean so much to him. I can't imagine them yeah. not going up there and, and put a licking on, on the Pats. They're just not very good. Yeah. Raiders That's coming the to game the Chargers. Of the week for me. Uh, That's the game of the week. That's going to be yeah. a, a fun thing to watch. I, you know, uh, I think the Chargers beat them. I really do. I, to keep pace with the Chargers, uh, they'll get after the quarterback, but he'll get that ball out of there fast. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I know uh, we've got more to talk about, but we don't have any more time. We're going to have to wrap it up. But I want to wrap it up with this one little note here. I don't know if you got a chance to see this college football. Notre Dame played Wisconsin last Saturday. And this kid, this young man came in for Notre Dame after the starting quarterback got hurt. The third string quarterback came in named Drew Pine. And Drew Pine is a nephew of Jim Pine. Remember, played in, a, in, in right. the NFL, a former offensive lineman. And this kid, Mike, it, 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 he went down the field in that second half 
and he got the victory. And I tell you what, it, it was that moment where yeah. it's like that Newt Rockney moment where, you know, the coach looks over and says, who do we have? Who do we have? Go. And boy, he's chewing on his mouthpiece, Mike. And, and the place is full. It's in Chicago. It's Wisconsin right. and Notre Dame in Chicago. But the energy and the enthusiasm, I got goosebumps watching this kid it's because warm. that's what it's all about. That's that moment. This is a moment, you know, that he's going to remember the rest of his life. Like all of a sudden, you didn't think you were going to play and bam, you're in the game with 80,000 people, national television, and yeah. you're a quarterback awesome? for Notre Dame. <laughs> Wow. It just, I mean, it just made me think about, you know, not ever losing uh, focus of what this game is all about. It's about the simplicity of that moment right there. You know, a guy like Trupine coming in, not supposed to be there, but getting it done. And uh, he'll, like I said, he'll remember. Well, you know, and I'll say this too, that obviously he was prepared for that moment because you you just don't do that. Sure. And just come out slinging or, or, play without the background. Obviously, he's prepared himself very well to play. And that's the hardest thing as a backup quarterback is to prepare like the starter because there's so much to, you know, learn in the preparation. And for a backup to do that, it says volumes about his preparation, about the coaching staff as well. Yeah, and I bring that up, Mike, because you've you've been through that situation. You took a guy to a Super Bowl in that same situation. It was all of a sudden it was uh, Trent Green's down. Who are you? Kurt Warner. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And, yep. and the rest is history. So. All right, Mike. Always fun, man. Can't wait to do it next week. Football, football, football. And thank you He's again awesome, to your, your guy, Isaac Bruce. Boy, awesome. He really, uh, <laughs> he is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, uh, he, he, uh, he gave everyone a little bit more insight and info about your relationship too. And, uh, that speaks volumes for you and speaks volumes for the, the I have to the tell you a real you quick story before we sign off. We thank you. When I first went to the Rams, uh, the year we won the Super Bowl came over, we're in, we're in two days and we're in about the third or fourth day and, and things aren't going well and I'm losing my mind. I'm just losing my mind with these guys. You know, they're not practicing at the highest level, all the things, you know, what I visualize them doing, they're not doing, you know, so I'm, I'm ticked off and I'm angry and I'm, yeah. I'm growling at everybody and, and, uh, he came by and he did, he gave me the look and he just bumped me on the shoulder and looked at me. That's all he had to do. That just, I brought it all the way back. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, okay, wow. let's, let's go back to, wow. you know, who you are as a coach. You don't need to do that. You know, and he did that occasionally cause I get, I'm so wound up in practice, you know, that we practice like it's a game. So if things weren't perfect, I'm grumbling and he come by and he just kind of give me that look and give me a little nudge. I say, yeah, okay, I got it. You know, you, you wind it back, you know, he's, he's yeah. a pretty awesome guy. Yeah. Yep. That's the emotion of football. That's, that's why we love this business so much. All right, Mike. Yeah, I will thank see you. you next week, man. Thank you. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. And a special thanks to our special guest, Hall of Fame wide receiver, Isaac Bruce, joining us here today on Run It Again. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday as we break down the NFL coaches that are already on the hot seat this season. And don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that good old subscribe button. Remember, folks, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. 
run it again with Ron Pitts and coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.